we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for January 4th, 2021. Uh, continuing on, the next report, and I have had more people email me this report this week than by far any other thing. Uh, and it's entitled COVID-19 and the Great Reset. All planned destruction to force us into global into a global slave system. Now, this would very much dovetail with what we just covered in the last part of part two. Okay. Then it goes on to say, would it surprise you to learn that the so-called vaccine for COVID-19 is actually the basics for the operating system to be installed in humans to effectuate a human-machine interface? Yeah. Yeah, it is. The hydrogel, the nanotech in the vaccines are full of nanoparticles that are are actually the uh, the base the basics for the operating system to be installed in humans to effectuate the human machine interface according to what celeste salome was saying is that they're going to go in there in their unassembled form via the vaccine and assemble into whatever they're called upon to assemble in the nanotech the nano injectable nanorobots they've had injectable nanorobots since hitachi had inje uh, injectable and i remember that was a that was a slide in my um my my 14 city tour on the avion flu that was a slide in the, in the avion flu presentation how how hitachi had microchip dust nano dust nanotech dust nanorobots and that was like in 2000 that they admitted to who knows how long they had it before that and who knows how much more perfected it is now so i believe every subsequent shot you get is going to be another layer of that operating system to be installed in humans to effectuate the human machine interface that will be updated with the 5g um and the 5g base stations that you're around it'll be in the 5g on your phone I, I was sent this the other day on the um pfizer i think it's it's, it's a partial list of the pfizer covid19 vaccine ingredients uh, it talks about the messenger rna encoding viral spike glycoprotein sars-cov-2 and then um, the lipids are fatty substances. Uh, these are gigantic names that are in these things. And I believe the nanotech is in the lipids and it's in the polyethylene glycol. Okay. Um, they're, they're, um, it's part of that system. Okay. That's where the nanotech actually is. Uh, and I've gotten into this a lot before regarding the, the nanotech that's in them. So... Um, going further, it says, would it surprise you to learn that the so-called vaccine for COVID-19 is actually the basics for an operating system to be installed in humans to effectuate the human machine interface? An interface to create a digitized monetary system. Okay, because that's a lot of this is getting us off of cash. Because once they get us off, off cash, guys, they've got us totally control lock, stock, and barrel right where they want us. Unless you, unless you found a way to be autonomous outside of the system, okay? Bartering with people outside of the system. Living outside of their grid, okay? Now, I'm not saying God can't provide that sanctuary. I believe he can. I believe he will. Uh, but you have to have the faith to believe it as well. And you want to be as right with God as possible in order to, you know, get into that. Um but there, this is why I've been saying for years, use cash whenever you can. Fight 
the, the coming digitized, the swine totally against blockchain and all that other digitized currency. Totally against it. Because I know where it ends up. The blockchain system brings us into the mark of the beast. Because if everything goes digitized, and which is what they're trying to do with this, they're going to say cash is dirty, it's going to spread COVID-21, <laughs> or whatever. And I, they haven't, they've demonized it a little bit. But I, I really think that this year you're going to start to see them demonizing cash on a whole other level in order to get us to a cashless system. And the whole thing about the UBI and the universal basic income, the sooner they can bankrupt everybody and get everybody begging for government assistance and government breadlines and, and give us this UBI and give us, you know, and, and as soon as they can eject us all, the sooner they're going to get us into this cashless system because they're going to have us right where they want us, humanity. So um, that's what a lot of this is about. An interface to create a digitized monetary system. Would it surprise you to learn that the COVID-19 outbreak and ensuing shutdowns of businesses were all planned destruction? Well, I'm sure it wouldn't surprise my listeners, but... Would it surprise you to learn that the riots and the looting over the past year all took place in 34 of the 37 cities with Federal Reserve Bank locations? And that the businesses which were looted and destroyed are mostly in quote, opportunity zones created by law to foster investment by ultra-rich people so they can avoid capital gains taxes. Um, that will be more, I, I think that's more explained in the video, okay? All these things have been revealed by former Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Catherine Austin Fitz, in a video created by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., available we're gonna we're gonna listen to about the first 20 minutes of that okay this is the video i've i said that i've had more people email me about in the last week than in anything that i can remember recently in the video you will come to learn that there's a global effort underway to digitize the entire planet to bring into existence a technocracy now i'm not going to play the whole thing because i think the whole thing's over like an hour but you can listen to the whole thing i'm i just want to like play the first um part of it where I think a lot of the big, big key main play points are covered. Okay. Um, controlled by a small group of wealthy, powerful people designed to monitor absolutely everything we do, everything we read, speak, and eat. It will monitor every place we go, all the things we buy. This is why I'm saying fight it every, every way you can do it. Fight this every, because you know it's all satanic. That it will limit where we can work, where we can travel, and, and will replace us with artificial intelligence, robots, um, and that's another big part of this is totally getting rid of any human workforce because robots, they'll say, well, robots can't affect one another. We don't have to worry about downtime. Well, robots don't have to worry about spreading COVID-19 to one another. You're all going to be on UBI anyway and taken care of. You'll, you will, we'll, we'll hook you up to, um, virtual, uh, virtual reality and you can live out the few remaining years of your life in this stupor of a blitz with virtual reality and, and garbage food, GMO food from the government and whatever drugs that, you know, we can get you on and whatever vaccines we're going to give you and you can become part of the Borg. You're going to interface with your 5G. This is where it's going, guys. We're right there. We're this close. They're talking about 2021 20, being the year that they want to implement this. I pray to God it's not the case. And I... And I It'd be hard for me to believe they're going to be able to pull off that timeline as quickly because they're already so behind anyway on the vaccine schedules. Thank God. 
um, that if we believe in a manner that the ultra wealthy don't like, their new system will be able to instantly cut us off from all of our money and shut us off out of all systems of society. Well, that's the situation we're in. That is what the U.S. Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world are right now creating and trying to set in place to replace our system's curse. And see, Trump's in on all this. But guys like Alex Jones and Hal Turner and Mike Adams, they won't call him out. They'll act like he's fighting the good fight and trying, and he's totally eyeball deep in all of this. But they're under a spell, I guess. I don't know. There's a very short window of opportunity for us to put to a halt the the utter slave system that is being put in place. We just got a glimpse on that in the last part of the last study I just did. That's the glimpse for next year. That would be if Satan had his druthers. Satan had everything he wanted for the next year. That's his satanic Xmas list. His Christmas list. What I just read you at the end of part two. Um... If this is not halted, our children and our grandchildren will never know freedom. I'm not relying, I'm relying on the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I don't think we've got a lot of time on this earth, and I don't think we have a lot of time on this earth until the, probably the tribulation starts. And then after that seven-year tribulation, well, guess what? Jesus comes back and we win. But we need to pray that we are kind of worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man and that we are, um, that we are more than overcomers through Jesus Christ. You know, that we never, ever um, turn our backs on Jesus Christ, ever, no matter how bad it gets. Uh, so I'm going to play this video, uh, on, on, yeah, just about 20 minutes of it. This is very, very insightful stuff. This just came out, and um, this is really, really heavy duty. So let's go ahead and play this. And it's called Planet Lockdown if you want to actually access the whole video. Now, I give you a link, or I give you a link to where it's at. It's a four, I'm sorry, it's 48, a little over 48 minutes. But it's called Planet Lockdown. Just got released. It's amazing. My name is Catherine Austin Fitz. I'm the publisher of the Solari Report and managing director of Solari Investment Advisory Services. And um, what do you think is happening economically as a result of all this? So uh, what is happening, I just published a huge study called The State of Our Serve, uh, Currencies. And what I describe is the fact that for many decades, the dollar has been the reserve currency. And uh, the system is what I would describe as long in the tooth. <laughs> and the central bankers are trying to bring in a new system, but it's not ready to go yet. And what we're, what, we're in a period of great change and uncertainty where the central bankers are trying to keep the dollar system going and accelerate. So they're trying to lengthen the dollar system, and then they're trying to accelerate bringing in the new system. And they have to bring in the new system without anybody quite realizing exactly what it is. So we've had a global reserve currency system, the dollar, and it needs to evolve and change, and it's long in the tooth. There's lots of unhappiness with the system. It's an old codger. The, the, the system is an old codger. It's like the whole thing where they talk about, um, was it like um, Father Time? I don't know, is that being replaced with Baby New Year? They want to bring in Baby New Year. 
maybe satanic new year's kind of with the financial system they want to break but they got to get rid of father time or whatever they got to get rid of and he's long in the tooth he's an old codger you know they got to get rid of him and the central bankers are trying to bring a new system and to do it they're trying to extend the old and accelerate the new and it makes it a very chaotic thing since much of the new is being tested and tried and prototyped and it involves many different industries so uh, I describe the new system as the end of currencies. So it's yes. we're not bringing in a new currency. We're essentially bringing in a new transaction system that will be all digital and essentially end currencies as we know them. So what they're trying to do is involves essentially all the money on the planet. So it's big, it's complicated, it's messy. Um, and the challenge they have is how do you market a system that if people understood it, nobody would want. And of course, <laughs> the way you do that is with a healthcare crisis. And why is a healthcare crisis good for that? Because generally, if if a few people want to control the many, the question is how can you, you know, how can you herd all the sheep into the slaughterhouse without them realizing and resisting? So, uh, the perfect thing is invisible enemies. So we had the war on terrorism. <laughs> You know, with invisible terrorists, and then then now a virus is perfect because it's invisible. You can't prove that it doesn't exist because it's visible, invisible. So invisible enemies are always the preferred one, particularly if they scare people. If you can use fear and introduce significant fear, then people will need government to protect them from the invisible enemy. Then the second tactic, which is very effective, is divide and conquer. And so, in the meantime, if you can use the media, the media plays a very important role. If you can turn men and women against each other and black and white against each other, and one of the reasons you import a lot of immigrants into, uh, into Europe is turn the general population against the immigrants, and then you need government to be in the middle. And, you know, so, so these are all, whether it's divide and tactic or invisible enemies, these are all ways to institute fear and get people to go along with things. And of course, the invisible virus allows you to do enormous control mechanisms. You can stop people from gathering. You can stop people from organizing. You can stop people from getting together and talking about what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And if you digitize it with contract tracing, then you can control who's talking to whom. If you can get them to do all their work and education online, you can literally listen to everything they're saying. So you can, you can institute extraordinary amounts of surveillance all in the, you know, the theory that we're protecting you from the invisible virus. It's very clever, you know, and as you can see, it's working in with many people, not everybody, but many people. So to me, a lot, and, and I don't, I don't want to uh, underestimate the ability of the leadership to introduce pathogens that will kill people, and I don't want to suggest that people aren't getting sick, but um, essentially, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get people to buy into a solution before they see where it's ultimately going to go. Because you're talking about a transaction system that is no longer a currency, it's a control system. So it's like a credit at the company store. If every central bank comes out with a digital central bank currency, they have the ability to turn your money on and off. So if you don't behave, that's it. And of course, as we know, they want to combine this with transhumanism, 
which means literally, you know, I take injections that can institute an, the equivalent of an operating system in my body. Yep. And so I'm hooked up to the financial system literally physically. To step back to the beginning a little bit, a little one Sure. Is, um, what is the actual effect of the lockdown measures? So what you're doing is you're trying to, I used to call the Patriot Act the Concentration and Control of Cash Flow Act. And this is a very similar process. You're trying to dramatically centralize economic and political control. So let me give you an example. We have 100 small businesses on Main Street in a community. You declare them non-essential, shut them down. Suddenly Amazon and Walmart and the big box stores can come in and take away all the market share. In the meantime, the people on Main Street have to keep paying off their credit cards or their mortgage. So they're in a debt entrapment. Um, and they're desperate to get cash flow to cover basically their debts and their day-to-day -day expenses. In the meantime, you have the Federal Reserve Institute a form of quantitative easing where they're buying corporate bonds and the, and the guys who are taking up the market share can basically finance at you know, 0 to 1% or the, their banks can at 0 to 1% when everybody in Main Street is paying 16 to 70% of their credit cards without income. So basically now you've got them over a barrel and you can take away their market share and generally they can't afford to do what they say because they're too busy trying to find money to feed their kids. In the 2016 election cycle, we saw the general population support candidates who represented populism in a variety of different ways. So Bernie Sanders was a populist relative to the other candidates. Donald Trump was a populist relative to the other candidates. And literally what the sort of global capital class realized was they had a problem that, that you know, that could be solved by destroying the independent income of small business and, and sole practitioners and people who had independent forms of income. So if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a CPA and you have your own practice, you are generally gonna, you are gonna support the populist candidates. And so the way to shut the populist candidates down is to shut off their income and support, which is you put Main Street out of business and then there's nobody to finance a Bernie Sanders or a Donald Trump. There's nobody to support him. Uh -huh. So, I mean, do, do, those, do the lockdown measures appear to you to be it's more of an economic thing than a virus mitigation plan? So this is an economic war, and um, you've basically had sort of the top 1%. So since April, we've seen um, global billionaires increase their net worth by 27%. <laughs> now... What that, what that says is this has been a very successful global economic war because what you're having is this sort of global capitalist class, and I, I shouldn't call it capitalism because it's not. It's much more total, it's economic totalitarianism. What you've seen is... They're, they're directly cannibalizing all the mom and pop small businesses that have been put out of business forever by design on purpose. That's, why, that's where those, those extra profits are all coming from. They're consolidating every. There's so many agendas that are being implemented with this COVID-19, uh, soon to be 21 scamdemic, and they're all satanic. They've been able to consolidate fantastic amounts of economic wealth, not just by deleting the income of the middle class and consolidating it into their companies, but by significantly improving the wealth and power of the largest G7 developed countries and China vis-a-vis -vis the emerging markets. So um, 
you know the 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 countries with the most advanced technology and the access to ai and software and to the sort of digital systems including through space are dramatically consolidating economic power vis-a-vis the weaker nations so we're seeing a consolidation of economic power centralization both into the the wealthier and the more powerful nations um, and and the the basically top one percent who control them so i would describe the you know the what covid 19 is is a the institution of controls necessary to convert the planet from democratic process to technocracy so what we're watching is a change in control and an engineering of new control systems so think of this as a coup d'etat it's much more like a coup d'etat um, than a virus. <laughs> so uh, for 20-some years in the United States, we've had a financial coup d'etat. And we knew in, at the end of 1995, a decision was made to move m- much of the assets and money out of the country. That was part of, of sort of bubbling the global economy with globalization. And they knew that once they'd finished moving all those assets, that they would have to consolidate and change the the fundamental system. So after the financial coup, you, you've stolen all the money in the pension funds, you've stolen all the money in the government, and now rather than turn and tell people, well, we stole your money, right. you need an excuse that will allow you to consolidate and change the fundamental system. And so you have a magic virus. <laughs> yeah. And the magic virus is, oh, you know, we have to fundamentally change the system. And, you know, thanks to the magic virus, there's no money in Social Security. Thanks to the magic virus, there's no money in the Treasury. Yeah. You know, and you have your perfect magic excuse. Everything can be blamed on the virus. Yeah, yeah. the magic yeah. virus can, you know, it's amazing because because every implication of the financial coup has been magically solved by the magic virus. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, quite, right. if you're a financial person and you look at the world through the mathematics of time and money, it's quite amazing that anybody believes it, but they do. Yeah, right. right. It's, part, it's part of joining the, you know, what C.J. Hopkins calls the Covidian cult. You join the cult and you say, oh, yeah, 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 well, the magic virus took all the money from Social Security. Yeah. Magic virus caused our pension funds to, you know, not be sufficient. Blah, 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 blah. So um, what do you think the technocracy that we're being pushed towards is, look like? So technocracy, the technocracy that they're pushing towards is what is called transhumanism. So essentially what you do is you use injections. And again, if you key in transhumanism in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done several studies on that over the years. You inject materials into the body that create the equivalent of an operating system. So everybody knows the idea of Microsoft causing you to download an operating system in your computer that gives... Microsoft and a variety of other players a backdoor into your computer and and every month or two or three you've got to update it because there are viruses right it's back to the magic virus that can solve all problems and so so this is a similar system for your body you inject materials into your body that essentially create the equivalent of an operating system and a receiver and you can literally hook everybody up to the cloud and that includes hooking them up in a way that their transaction system, you know, the Bible calls it the mark of the beast is one way people know this up. But you're you're basically talking about being able to digitally identify and track people 
in connection with their financial transactions. So it's a world of zero, um, zero privacy. But more importantly, what's important to understand is you're, if, you, if you then institute one or more central bank cryptos, you're now talking about a system where every central bank in the world can shut you off individually from transacting if they don't like the way you're behaving. So many people are familiar with the social credit system in China. It's very similar. You're, you're basically, if you, if you install the smart grid in their car, their community, and now in their, literally in their body, you've got 24-7 surveillance, and if people don't do what you say and behave the way you want, uh, you know, they can and, and, and will shut off your money. So, and, and they'll also have spatial control. If they say you can't travel more than five miles, that's it, you, you know, because you're, you're in a complete digital control system and it's controlled by the central bankers to do the money. We're digitizing everything, but it includes the human body as well and the human mind. So this system comes with complete control, not only of your ability to transact financially, which is hooked up to your body, but uh, very sophisticated mind control technology through the media and those cloud connections. So, so basically, you're talking about hooking up into the Borg, if you will. And, um, and so transhumanism and technocracy go hand in hand. Now, I would describe this as a slavery system. So we're talking about shifting out of freedom where we have freedom to roam and freedom to say what we want into a complete control system 24-7, including mind control. Now, the challenge before us is if the, you know, sort of the committee that runs the world, my nickname being Mr. Global, if Mr. Global wants to go to a slavery system and we want to remain a human civilization, then we have a fundamental disagreement, and that is the disagreement before us. And um, we get to the, uh, uh -huh. the diagrams here. <laughs> okay. So if you look at what's going on, we have the tech people building the, the clouds and the telecommunications. We have the military doing space and operation warp speed. So they're putting up the satellites, okay? Then we have Big Pharma, which is making the injections that are full of these mystery ingredients and the change, modify your DNA. And, mm -hmm. and nanotech robots that are going to interface with the 5G. You know, make you infertile. Um, and then we have the media pouring out the propaganda. Yep. And then we have the central bankers engineering the to to the crypto mm -hmm. the central bank exactly. crypto systems. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's why I fought the crypto because it's wicked. It's evil inherently. I don't care if if you whatever going to get rich. It's inherently wicked and evil, and it will bring us into the one world currency. That'll be the essence of it. It'll all be digital. So you have these different pillars, and it's very important when you look at what's going on day to day, particularly in the media, they're trying to keep them separate so that you can't see how they're going to come together in an integrated system, right. which is basically integrated into your body and your mind. Yep. For what purpose? To, to institute the slavery system. Right. So in other words, if I... I'm going to do everything through a smart grid, and I need to run the smart grid into your neighborhood, and then I need to run the smart grid into your body. The question is, how am I going to build it out in your neighborhood and build it out in your body without you seeing the trap? Right? So, 
So that's why you try and keep these different lines separate. So if you listen to the central bankers, they try as hard as they can to stay away from these conversations. So it was interesting. I was watching an IMF presentation. On she means the other points of the scamdemic that she just went over. They try to keep them compartmentalized so you don't see the big picture. Border payments and the Federal Reserve chairman, uh, the, the head of the IMF mentioned the digital uh, global ID system. And you would have the federal chairman, the Federal Reserve chairman almost blanched and you could energetically feel him moving like a galaxy away. Like, no, 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 no. Because... You know, they're, they're more, they're 325 million Americans and they're more than 325 million guns. And he doesn't want everybody to see this until it's too the trap late. is thrown. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Have we been put in a trap this year? Yes. Right, <laughs> but the door hasn't shut. Right. So that's why the reason we're talking is because transparency can blow the game. Yes. It's interesting because in, um, in the beginning of the year when I wrote the article Injection Fraud and said Bill Gates is trying to download an operating system in your body just the way you download it in your mind and use virus as an excuse to have to update it, mm -hmm. you know, to, to make it work for his back door every day. Right. Three months later, and then, and then Corbett did a great series on Gates, and several people came out and sort of reaffirmed this, and... Um, uh, it was in the fall. Yahoo Finance did a poll, uh, published a poll, saying that 44% of Republicans thought Bill Gates wanted to chip them. And I said, "Okay, we're making progress." <laughs> so uh, you know, and that's exactly when Gates sort of disappeared, and they brought out Operation Warp Speed because they needed. Um, and interestingly enough, the person they chose to lose, run Operation Warp Speed was an expert on. Uh, injectable brain-machine interface. He used to head research at GlaxoSmithKline. And I'm assuming she's talking about Fauci. He's a brain-machine interface expert. Right. Yeah. And again, but are we going to talk about Trump, the, you know, the main one bringing Operation Warp Speed in? If you resume for that job, huh? It's a perfect resume for that job. You know, here's one of the most important developments that happened in 2019, in addition to the um, to the approval of the going direct plan by the central bankers in Jackson Hole, was the issuance uh, by the Department of Defense of the Jedi Cloud contract to Microsoft. So you had Amazon receive Amazon is essentially a CIA and intelligence agency contractor. They started generating profit when they entered into major contracts with the CIA to provide the clouds, not only for the CIA, but all 17 U.S. intelligence agencies through that umbrella cloud contract. So you now have Amazon running the intelligence agency's contract. This year, Latos did a big contract, or at the end of 2019, Latos did a big contract with the, um, with the Navy, and then DOD did the Jedi contract. And so those three huge cloud contracts give you the ability, once you get everybody hooked up into them, to radically re-engineer how, um, how the cash flows work. So you can literally shut down all small business, uh, or almost all small business, put everybody in a universal basic income, which is basically a control system, and run it all through the, through the military clouds. Hmm. 
So I think that dovetails nicely with those points we just made at the end of part two. Um, more stuff to pray about. Another really good video, if you want to send that to somebody that, um, you know, her credentials are pretty high. Uh, I don't see anybody's going to really be able to um, refute her. And this is former Assistant Secretary of Housing and, De and Urban Development, Catherine Austin Fitz. Created the video was created by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So <laughs> that's another good one that you can send out to people that um, they might be open to. Let's. I'm going to try to get as much uh, information covered as we can. I just have had a lot of people emailing me about this. Uh, New York SB 416 quarantine camps and forced vaccinations. Now they're beta testing. They're testing the waters now. New York, New York Senate Bill. 416 authorizes quarantine of individuals or groups who potentially pose a threat to public health, including forced testing and vaccinations. This must stop now. Uh, Ice Age Farmer Broadcast is the one that, well, is the one that's talking about, but a lot of people are talking about this. Here's a uh, the bill from the New York Senate, and I'm just going to play a little over five minutes of this Ice Age Farmer thing where he covers this some. Let's go ahead and play that one. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York State Senate has just seen submitted Senate Bill 416, which describes conditions under which an individual or group of individuals can be deemed to be dangerous to the public health and sent against their will to an isolation camp or facility for a period of time. Now, this marks a departure from the orders and mask mandates. Now, this has not passed yet, but they are... Again, testing the waters, beta testing to see what public reaction is going to be. Endured during 2020, while they're all um, being enforced to some extent, you could always make the claim, look, this isn't really the law. This is just some unconstitutional governor's orders, and I don't follow orders. Um, in this case, though, again, this is a new thing. This is actually codifying into state law this new idea that we can just rip people out of their homes and do whatever we want with them if they're dangerous to public health safety. It's equally unconstitutional, of course, um, which means it's an invalid law, but note that there are plenty of unconstitutional laws that are remaining on the books, and for that matter, that are enforced every day. So this requires our attention, and for that matter, if we allow this to go through, there will be no end to the tyranny that continues to pour forward from the establishment. So let's talk about it. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast, and I have on the screen right here from nysenate.gov, Senate Bill 416. You can get it just by typing in NYSB 416. It's not hidden. It's not secret. It is an open declaration of war against our rights uh, in the Fourth Amendment, especially. Here we see uh, Senate Bill 416 in the 2021 session, an act to amend the public health law in relation to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable diseases who are, again, potentially dangerous to the public health. Emphasis there on contacts because we know they've been deploying these Bluetooth-powered contact tracing apps. So you don't even have to, you know, we're not talking about tests and maybe you test accidentally positive because it's a PCR test running out of however many cycles. No, this is just, we say you were close to Bob and he tested positive. Come with us. You're coming to the Q camp right exactly. now. I'll continue reading the law. 
Section 1. The public health law is amended by adding a new section as follows. The provisions of this section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of any, any communicable disease. Section 2. Upon determining by clear and convincing evidence that the health of others is or may be endangered by a case, contact, or carrier of the suspected case, blah, 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 the health departments or other authorized people may order the removal and or detention of such a person or group of persons by issuing a single order identifying these persons by name or by some reasonably specific description of the individuals or group being detained, like those who refuse some injection that are endangering the public health. That's literally, this totally possible under the law as we read it so far. Such a person or a group of persons shall be detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premise designated by the governor or his or her delegee and complying with subdivision 5 of this section. And I remind you at this point in time that we have already seen facilities uh, across the United States, not just in California, Washington, Oregon. Here's this one was in North Carolina, where it was described Charlotte, where it was described as something where armed guards were patrolling 24/7, despite this being an entirely voluntary quarantine facility. And where I mentioned this before, I said this is clearly a sign of where we're going here. You don't. Okay, let me read you that. <laughs> this is like a stone's throw, not a stone's throw, but it's. I mean, less than an hour from my location. It's easy to see something's changed at the O'Connell Lodge near Charlotte Douglas International Airport, which is the you know the main airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, just off Interstate 85, which is where you. Um, it's crazy because that Interstate 85, you take uh, I don't know, was it 16 to 485, then it, then you make a left on 85, and. <clears throat> you there's two exits and the second exit you can go is uh the billy graham exit and that just so happens to be exit 33 on on interstate 85 going into charlotte to the charlotte douglas airport exit 33 for billy graham parkway 33rd degree high level freemason um you know, uh, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. If he was truly this man of God, why would the city of Charlotte, why would so many former presidents and former people, even in the secular world, honor Billy Graham if he wasn't on Team Satan? You know, and you look at you look at all the the ministry, the big ministries, and none of them are talking against the. They're they're all encouraging their congregants to get the kill shot. Um, anyway. Um, it says just off Interstate 85, not as far from the Waffle House, the parking lot is blocked off by cones and most of the rooms are empty. Uh, this is at the Econo Lodge near Charlotte Douglas Airport. Armed guards patrol evidently this parking lot according to, they, they patrol it 24-7 according to packets given to guests during the check-in at the Econo Lodge. But the guests aren't checking in for vacations or business trips. The people inside have either tested positive for COVID-19 or are waiting for test results. And I'm, I'm assuming these tests are being done at the Charlotte airport. I can only assume that. They come voluntarily but don't have anywhere else to stay or safely quarantine. Most are coming from homeless shelters or multifamily homes. 
I don't know if why it would be the airport if it was from homeless shelters. That's weird. So I don't I don't I don't know 100% what's going on with that, but it sounds very very bad. Post armed guards at a voluntary quarantine facility unless you are starting to uh, set the expectation. Oh, that's what it looks like. That's it's always had those guards there. They're just there for your all of this. Yeah. It's all for your safety. It's the new normal we're from the government, and we're here to help. So they've been um, creating these facilities, posting armed guards there, even though they're voluntary, just to normalize it, just to get you to slowly uh, acquiesce to this thing that's happening all around you. And it's not so bad after. No, I do not support this bill. Uh, okay, so going on with the with this, a person or a group removed or detained by order of the governor shall be detained for such period and in such a manner as the department directs in accordance with this section. Emphasis on for such period, however long they want. Notwithstanding anything else in this section, a confirmed case or carrier who is detained shall not continue to be detained if we determine that you're no longer contagious, and the text goes on, if the person that you were the contact of turns out not to have had it, then we'll be let you out, or if you finally test negative, then we can let you out. But we will, in the meantime, on a daily basis, have your medical condition and needs assessed and addressed. So here come the, the mandatory tests. Whatever they want to give you, they can keep testing you, while you're waiting for your other guy to be cleared until you give a false positive, you can see this whole thing spirals out of control. This is exactly the kind of test case-demic that the Rockefeller Foundation's policies of we need weekly tests for 100 million people, we just want to keep testing everybody until everybody tests positive yeah. and we can shut everything down. Exactly. This is part of that plan, and it's being rolled out. It's being codified into law now. Right. I hope you see why I say this merits our full attention. Okay, so we have that. Now he goes on for a little bit uh, longer on that if you want to know more about that. Um, so, wow, that's some crazy stuff there. He still has his YouTube channel. I'm surprised it hasn't been taken down, but IceAgeFarmer.com is where he's posting like this video because it's not, it's on, he's linking it to BitChute which at least, you know, that's a lot more, uh, you can pretty much post whatever you want on BitChute, at least for now. Okay, so I give you all the links to that if you want to know more. Okay, continuing on. The Satanic NBA, the National Basketball Association, is requiring players to wear sensors as part of contact tracing. Now, he just mentioned that with the contact tracing, and I think you're going to see, you know, if they have their way, you're going to see more and more of this in this coming year. The NBA is planning to roll out the ambitious aspect of its league-wide contact tracing program. Now, this is all the more reason to, even if you have a smartphone, which I don't advise, to have it in a blocker bag if you're out and about. Because you might find that you thought you're going along good and then you get text alerts from Big Brother Satan saying you need to report for um, testing because you were around somebody that, you know, some somebody in, in the scamdemic that tested false positive and they were in close proximity to you according to our records because it was tracking your your whereabouts everywhere you went. You got within six feet of this person for X amount of time because we're big brother, we're watching you. Now you have to come in and get mandatory testing and it's not optional. So, you know, um, I'm not saying it's that bad yet, but I'm saying it's where they want to bring it if they can but what they're trying to do is is use these satanic um like the satanic nba to roll out 
you know, the BLM loving, promoting NBA uh, to roll out this ambitious aspect of its lead-wide contact tracing program by requiring players and many team staffers to wear sensor devices during all team-organized activities outside of games starting January 7th, according to a league memo obtained by ESPN. And again, see, what they're trying to do is beta test this in the NBA and then also give the example. Oh, these are sports superstars. Look at what good little Nazis they are. Why don't you want to do exactly what they're doing? Because they're setting the example. Shouldn't they be our role models? You know? Only Tier 1 and Tier 2 individuals designations outlined in the league's health and safety protocols that includes players and specific staff members such as coaches will be required to wear the Kinezon safe contact, safe zone contact sensors devices on the team plane, the team bus. You're wearing on a team plane. You're all on the same plane together. Give me a break. I mean, you're all breathing the same air. How could you not all be exposed to the same stuff on the same plane? Why would you need to wear it on a plane together or on a bus together? Team plane, team bus. I mean, just asinine garbage during practices. Oh, you think they might be in close proximity there? It's funny. You watch the football games or any of the sporting games. You know, those football players look like they're in really close contact with one another. But see, they don't have to wear masks because they're they're in football. At least when they're on the field, they can't. There, there's no way they can spread it on the field. Anything to keep the bread and circuses rolling. Now, I'm not against whatever. I'm, I'm not saying that that I'm whatever. I, I mean, I think if you, I could do a whole study probably on all professional sports and all the satanic aspects. But what I'm saying is that it's such it's so ridiculous that you know the football players they're on the field rolling around on top of, of of one another hitting each other you know breathing the same air i mean getting in gang tackles and they're fine they can't they can't transmit COVID at all they can't that's that's fine but once you get to the sideline they really do want you to wear your mask because that's even though you're not going to be near as close proximity as you would be in a game when you're smashing people or in gang tackles and stuff like that just total insanity the whole thing they're just hoping that we just, you know, comply and, and do whatever they tell us to do. Um, so they got to wear these sensors on the planes, the team bus, during practices, and to and from the arena on their home practice facility in con connection with team travel. Like, they wouldn't already know that they were all in close proximity to one another, all breathing the same air in those instances. So it's just insane, okay? But whatever. Not wearing the sensors is subject to discipline, but it's unclear what the discipline might be. I Again, I think it just should be immediately gut shot on site to make an example to the other players to comply and line up and do as you're told. That seems reasonable to me. Players are not required to even wear sensors during games or at the team hotel when traveling. Uh, evidently, just like when you sit down at a restaurant in most places, you are not capable of transmitting covid under these circumstances, when you're at a game playing, when you're smashing into one another, when you're, you could be face-to-face -face, um, going after the ball or at a team hotel when traveling. You can't, those are places you can't possibly transmit COVID. So you don't have to wear sensors there. Just like when you sit down in a restaurant and when you magically sit down, you're fine. You're now, I understand there are restaurants saying now you need to wear your mask between bites, which is really my favorite. Um, 
and I, I've got into that in previous teachings, but still most restaurants, even in my area, North Carolina is not a good state. They don't require you to do that. I, I, I've refused to wear a mask yet. I will, I will not do it. I don't care. They can gut shoot me. They can do whatever. I don't care. Whatever. My life is not my own. It's in God's control. And, you know, that's just me, though. I'm funny that way. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the restaurant, I love the restaurant one where you magically sit down and become COVID untransmissible. But as soon as you stand up, you better have that mask on because you become infected. You become an infect, a walking infecton. As soon as you walk into the into the restaurant, outside the parking lot, walking into the restaurant until you get seated, something magically happens when you get seated, and you can take that mask off. Even though now you're really in close proximity with whoever you just sat down with, you're probably face to face with them. Unlike when you walk into a restaurant where you're not face to face, you're kind of walking. Yeah, it makes total sense to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. The sensors do not record GPS location. I don't believe that for a second. And will activate when coming within close close proximity, which is defined as six feet to one another, wearing one another. And again, how do you avoid this if you're on a team bus or in a plane together or traveling together? It's just, it's total insanity. The memo states that the sensors will record the distance and duration of the person in interactions with others who are wearing a sensor which the NBA believes will aid in its contact tracing reviews. This is all satanic garbage and control, you know, uh, as well as potentially examining camera footage of team. Yeah, we need camera footage too to, to, to really break this down, to really micromanage every single aspect of our lives to better understand who might have been exposed to an infected individual, even though they'll be infected one minute and, and testing COVID-free the next and then infected the next minute. If you do the COVID test, PCR test, isn't that neat? My comment, in all this trouble for a virus that has never even been isolated according to the CDC and therefore is not even tested for, and even if it was real, has an overall, overall 99.95 plus percent survival rate, yeah, for the average person. Even if it was real, which again, when you count everything as COVID and when the PCR test doesn't even check for it, what what's real? It's all a joke. It's all a scam. Next report. Um, it looks like Americans aren't the only ones being forced to take the rush COVID-19 vaccines. Israel's Ministry of Health has announced that citizens who take the Pfizer and bio Entech's COVID-19 vaccine will receive green passports so they can attend public events and eat at restaurants. See, they're already further along in that timeline that I read you at the end of part two because we're not this far along yet, okay? But in Israel, they are. Israel's Ministry of Health told citizens that after they take the Pfizer and BioNTech's coronavirus vaccine, they will be given free movement waivers. Isn't that wonderful? With these waivers, inoculated Israelis can circumvent the COVID-19 restrictions. However, the green passports will only be issued after a person receives the second kill shot. Oh, yeah. Which Israel will start rolling out on December 27th. At least 60,000 Israelis will, will, receive, will receive the shot per day. Well, I hope they're not even remotely accurate on that, but that's what they're saying. Shezi Levy, 
the health ministry's director general explained that the green passport holders can attend different events and dine in person at restaurants they don't need to quarantine themselves if they come in contact with a confirmed covid 19 case well because they're immune obviously they've been vaccinated obviously even though it has nothing to do with preventing that as we documented in the, in the uh, part two doesn't do anything about that they don't care about that anyway all they care about is getting that kill shot in you getting that dna nice and overwritten turning you into whatever nephilim creature they're going to try to turn you into and getting you full of that nanotech those aborted baby parts that's what they're really loving because they love the father of the devil you know so additionally vaccinated israelis can travel abroad without undergoing the mandatory COVID-19 test before leaving the country. Green passport holders will be issued a separate international card before they can travel abroad. Strangely enough, though, recent polls have found that 50 to 75% of Israelis are unwilling to take the vaccines because they're worried that they have been rushed and aren't 100% safe for, yeah, well, thank God. I pray to God it stays at that level and there's just mass, mass resistance to this wickedness and that it be exposed every single satanic aspect of it. Um, then there's this COVID Nazi tyranny in Canada for a pastor feeding the poor. This time it was when the SS came knocking at my door. He got six more tickets. This is this one pastor I've played you up there. He's probably got the biggest backbone of any pastor in Canada that I've seen at least. Okay, so this is in. So, friends, last week we had Gestapo at the door. This week, I guess, it's SS commando. I guess they're coming either to arrest me or give He's me literally money. talking as they're knocking on his door. Okay, that's what the pastor is. So let's find out what they're here about. Hello, Arthur. Hello, hello. I'm Officer Cook. This is Officer SS LaGrange and CPS again. Officer with uh, the City of Calgary. We're here. Let they're it. all good little mass Nazis doing their little good bit for Satan and forcing his little satanic rules. And they'll definitely beg for the mark of the beast when that comes. Three little masked Nazis, uh, policemen at the door of this pastor who feeds the poor. But see, he's in violation of all their restrictive COVID um, lockdown satanic garbage. So he needs to be punished. So they're going to issue him six tickets now, six more tickets, so that he falls in line. And, and that's what they're there for. Your swastika. Arthur, we're here to issue some... He's uh, asking where their swastika is at. <laughs> your Violation swastika. tickets into offense. Because you change your uniforms from blue to black. So where is your swastika? Okay, Arthur, um, I'm, I'm issuing you... Don't you have a shame to come to the pastor's house and to give him a ticket for feeding the homeless? The for, uh, you don't have any shame. Tree, you sort to protect to comply with the rights of the citizens. Order. To serve and protect um, the Constitution, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. To deal with this. You have absolutely right. no shame to come um, to a man that feeds the poor. You can pay for the ticket online. You go down free. to the courthouse. You have absolutely no shame to come to someone that saves lives Arthur, do you have any with questions? all these garbage documents, hunting a pastor, a preacher Arthur, that do you saves have any, lives. Do you have any questions you have absolutely these no okay. shame. Here, sir, there's three of there well, I guess you're very well. good okay. at throwing okay. throwing the documents on the, the ground. Have you no shame so of ticketing California. a pastor? So this guy's going to issue more tickets. This The guy issued, I guess, three. He's going to issue, I guess, three more. This little Nazi devil. Um, I, I tell you, man, a coward dies a thousand deaths before he dies. This is all evidence of that. 
A coward dies a thousand deaths before he actually dies. Because you gotta be a real stinking little slimy coward to do this stuff to a pastor feeding the homeless. Saves the poor and saves lives. Feeding the poor while at the same time you got skaters, lineups over 100 people, and you don't care, you're lower to be found. Applying and unequally the laws to, a to one person, um, tickets and harassment, second, arrests, and to other, others can do whatever they want. So, give that to you? Would you like so no, if you're good at okay. throwing them at I'm the ground, right so have a nice day, Arthur. So have you no shame for what you're doing? No, they love it. No shame at all. They love it. To serve and protect. Yeah. No shame. You know. All kind of stuff they could actually be devoting real time to. All kind of real crimes going out there in the world. But no, they've got to, because they've got to serve Satan and serve their master well, they've got to prioritize pastors feeding the homeless and making sure they're going after all the small businesses they can in Canada and shutting them down when big box stores like Costco are just booming two blocks away. Because I, 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 that was the Adamson barbecue. Thing. I'm sure that's still shut down and that's all gone bye-bye by the wayside because again it's all part of a satanic agenda to totally shut down anything good any small businesses and for us to totally rely on big brother every single it's 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 just totally in your face there's there's just no even debating anything anymore unbelievable people this time we have bylaw officers with the police, the tactics of the SS. So last week we had Gestapo, this time we have SS. Probably next week we will have KGB. Sad, sad, sad story. Sad story. I've showed you the videos of people in the lineups, skating, waiting no going in the circles no problems because i've told you from the very beginning this is not about health this is not about keeping us safe this is about harassment they are trying to shut down the churches that's what they want to do they yes. want to shut down the preaching of the gospel right this whole thing they want to but in particular they want to shut down the churches that aren't in full compliance with the government that aren't going by every little government edict that they deem as satanically necessary because there's no science behind any of this. There's no righteousness behind any of this scamdemic garbage. It's just all about bringing us into compliance and us being good little brown shirt Nazis and doing as we're told. An antichrist approach to muzzle the preachers, yeah. to scare the congregants. And that's the big thing with the mask. They want to put a muzzle on everybody, literally. They want you to be a good little Nazi, wear your muzzle around, showing you're in subjection to big brother Satan. To tell us, the pastors, the clergymen, the preachers, the church goers, the Christians, that you're not allowed to practice your religion. You're not allowed to practice your faith. Right. If you go to Walmart, hundreds of people, no problem shoulder to shoulder exactly you go to costco thousands of people right. shoulder to shoulder mm -hmm. eating the food court is open no problems absolutely shoulder to shoulder well you you know i just saw this thing a, a, a thing and it showed all the people in the airports that were like there you know six feet apart with their baggage trying to get on a plane and then it showed the inside of the airplane 
you know, just people crammed in like sardines. Nothing's changed there. Well, yeah, they're wearing their masks. Yeah, like that's going to really, again, viral particles, again, it's like trying to, to use a, a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes. It doesn't work, okay? And talk about being in close proximity with one another, you know, on a plane where you have that and all the air is recirculating. They don't have proper things on planes to really sanitize the air. They could. They could probably have easily silver systems set up to, to help the, with UV lights and, and maybe a little bit of ozonation. They could make that air like great on planes. But I believe that that's probably not done by design on purpose. Talk about, you know, it's just hypocrisy everywhere you look. Allowed. You go skating in the city of Calgary, big lineups over 100 people, no problem. You go to a restaurant, you sit with other people, no problem. But to go to a church or to feed the homeless people, no, that will, that will be punishable yeah. by the tyrants with tickets, harassment, courts, jail time. Yes. Unbelievable. I have been warning you for the past 15 years that they are coming. Those Nazis, those communists, they're coming. Mm -hmm. They're coming. And I, I really think we're going to see it in 20. I think 2020 was just the warm up. I really do, guys. For 2021 i mean granted i'm not saying they're going to be able to implement that agenda i read you at the end of part two fully i hope to god they're not but i i would say that that 100 lines up with that canadian document that i said um i do believe that we've seen very positive things happen the things that i read in the current events I, and again i don't know how they're going to overcome that or how they're going to usurp that and i would just say keep pounding keep praying on your knees i mean uh, fasting whatever you're compelled to do courts of heaven uh educating other people um resisting the wickedness whatever you feel led or compelled to do to 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 fight against this tyranny this wickedness i would encourage you to do it for you they came for me in 2005 over 100 court cases 10 arrests they came for me, they will come for you. That's just how it goes. The devil never never stops. He comes for the finger. Be sure of it. He's going to take your arm or your leg yeah. or it will destroy you. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about these Canadians? What are you going to do about it? When you see the law is being clearly broken by the authorities, the new SS commando squads, they're coming to people's houses. What are you going to do about it? Are you okay with this? Will you put up with this? We have elected those people to protect us. We pay the officers salaries, but now they're breaking the law and they absolutely are not accountable to what they're doing. Whatever they say goes. For some people, it's one law. For others, it's another law. Exactly. Yep. Different set of uh, rules. I mean... It's so sad, but I mean, I'm not surprised. I have been warning Canadians for the past 15 years. I have been telling you this is what's coming unless Canadians will rise up and stand up. So I'm going to fight those fines. I'm going to fight those unconstitutional fines. Help me to fight them. I want to sue the city of Calgary. I want to go after the mayor and the police department and the bylaw department for breaking my rights to feed the poor, to provide necessities of life is my right.
God and state given right. And for those people that are coming to my services, it's their right to receive the necessities of life. Amen. Many of them are barred from shelters. Many of them are mentally ill. They cannot go to shelters. They will not go to shelters. They prefer the bushes and under the bridges. Right. As so he reaches out to like the homeless that can't even go anywhere. You know, I mean, that's who he's dealing with here. I mean, talk about doing God's work, you know. But no, 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 you can't have that. No, no, no. We, we've got a Costco, Walmart. They can do whatever they want. But this pastor, he cannot feed them. He cannot help them. He cannot preach to them. It's off limits. It's forbidden because Satan says so. Home, they come to us. We are the only source of nutrition and food providing necessities of life. Clothes and blankets and sleeping bags. But I guess that's too much for Nehad Nenshi and the chief of police and the chief bylaw officer. That's too much. Taking care of the poor, it's unacceptable no. in this city, in this province. That's a bad deed that needs to be punished by the full measure of the law. Amen. Shame on them <laughs> and shame on you if you're not willing to stand up and fight this stuff. Shame on you if you're not willing to come aboard and say no more, not an inch. I mean, if we will not stand up now, we're gone. We're gone. And I hate to say it, but this video only has 330 views. And it's been up since December 9th. It's kind of been on my thing locked on. Street Church, Calgary. 330 views. I mean, really? Really? I... I oh man now, i understand you could say well youtube's manipulating the view count. okay maybe but i mean you know i don't know that's just horrible i give you all of his contacts now i am not saying i agree with him theologically on everything i heard him say some things that are <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily agree with but i do think that you know um, he's trying to do God's work the best that he knows how. And, um, I give you his email address here. I give you his web, two of his websites, streetchurch.ca, just one word, streetchurch.ca and marchforjesus.ca. You know, inevitably, if I put anything out now, I've got listeners emailing me saying, yeah, but did you know they believe this? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just trying, you know, glean chew up the bones you chew up the meat spit out the bones i mean everybody there's stuff you're going to point to that i'm i'm doing i'm sure that you don't agree with and, and and i understand some of the things are more egregious than others but guys there's no way i can vet everybody down to every little thought or word deed that they've ever said or i just don't know all of them and i appreciate people filling me in i do i do but sometimes i'm just trying to get the word out about a specific thing you know that that might be coming down and um you might not ever hear me promote them again but there might have been a necessity in this one instance for me to do it you know um anyway going further spain plans registry of those who refuse the covid vaccination i believe this is a i think this is a short video here oh they already took that offline okay okay so that was taken down because it was on youtube i think it was dabu seven I'm surprised he's even on there anymore. Spain will create a database of the, and this is from one of the secular sources, acting like this is a good thing. Spain will create a database of those who refuse to be vaccinated against the coronavirus and share it with the rest of the EU, the country's health minister said. 
uh, he said that the way to defeat the virus is to vaccinate all of us. The more, the better, end of quote, says Satan. What will be done is a registry which will be shared with our European partners of those who have, of those who have been offered it and have simply rejected it, he said. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that that won't be used for nefarious purposes in the future. Now, we have this Denmark um, with the COVID-19 vaccine already being rolled out. Some governments are pushing for a mandatory vaccine program, as in Denmark, where it was met with protests. Well, praise God. The national government in Denmark had to abandon, at least for now, a new law that would require mandatory COVID-19 vaccines after Danish citizens took to the streets to up to protest their updated epidemic act there's a pdf of that here that gave the government an unprecedented amount of power to implement rules and extreme measures to fight against the covid scamdemic the new epidemic act would replace the temporary amended law that was unanimously and quickly passed back in march 12th in response to the scamdemic at that time one of the major revisions made involving transfer of all authority from five regional epidemic commissions around the country to the Danish Minister of Health um, to allow for a quicker response on COVID-19. My comment, this is a huge goal of this scandemic, consolidation of power into the hands of the wicked. Okay. But this gave a lot of power to the health minister who was able to access a person's home with police assistance without prior court order. The use of police assistance to isolate, examine, or treat a person who is infected or believed to be infected with one of the more communicable diseases uh, in appendix is listed in the appendix to this act. The new act would continue keeping the centralized powers with the Danish Minister of Health that was passed in March. With the addition of allowing forced COVID-19 vaccinations as the Danish Health Authority can define who must be vaccinated to contain and eliminate a dangerous disease so if the new act had passed okay they could basically whatever force vaccinate you compliance with these orders can be achieved with police assistance now then my a listener anja from denmark emailed me about this and she said dear brother scott we have started vaccinations in denmark sunday the 26th december the elderly and the caretakers in the nursing homes are first obviously they're the lowest hanging fruit they're already in the system and they're going to get the kill shots first. They want to give, you know, for a lot of different reasons. The government will force all caretakers in nursing homes to get the quickest. And that way they can, not only are the people there going to be getting the kill shot, which will most likely kill them off at record numbers, um, but the people working with them are also going to get, so they're all going to be going through this process of their own bodies are going to be acting as incubation chambers through for this Frankenstein virus in them mutating even more and then viral shedding it to everybody they're in contact with so that if the um person getting the vaccine if that doesn't kill them quick enough they'll have a whole bunch of people including other nursing home residents that are going to be all acting as incubation chambers and viral shedding it on everybody around them which will you know i'm i'm assuming will just result in massive massive deaths in the nursing homes which will they will then blame on a new outbreak a new strain and it will be a new strain it'll be the new viral mutated strain that was formed from the vaccines they just got all by design on purpose that's what's that's what's going on here um she says they will not be allowed to start their work until their test is negative um they will 
They, but they're going to force all caretakers in nursing homes to get before they can work. My sister works in a nursing home and she is close to losing her work. She will not get tested. We will move in together if we have to survive this way as long as possible. Christians must share what they have now. Now is the time for doing God's word and not just talking and thinking. This is a great time of witnessing. And what she's she's hinting at here is more of the way the church was at the beginning in um, Acts. If you look at Acts, where, I mean, they were like communities of Christians that came together. They shared their resources. They shared their assets. And the Bible says none of them had lack. That is actually the model for the um, initial New Testament Christian church. They weren't putting all their money into building big church edifices and paying the pastors tons of money and all the people working at the church tons of money and building these big buildings and ministries. That wasn't what they were emphasizing. Their actual spending and their, their resources went toward each other to actually care for each other. And that was the way that the New Testament example we have of the church. Oh, you won't hear preaching on that any anymore. Oh, Lord have mercy. They'll avoid that one like the plague. Most preachers. No, we don't. We can't have that. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, it's the way it was set up. If you read, read the book Acts and the King James. <laughs> tell me, tell me you can come to any other conclusion. Tell me where we see any Bible for giving tons of money to build big, gigantic church buildings and maintaining them and um you know pastors having jets and airplanes so that they can fly around in fancy cars and gigantic huge mansion homes show me where the where the bible is for that when basically all the apostles and jesus christ himself pretty much all died you know penniless and died a martyr's death the bible says the son of man have nowhere to even lay his head but you know, we got we got away from that a little bit. You know, now I'm not saying we should all be walking around in poverty. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying that that we we should whatever aspire to, to that or whatever. Unless you know that's where God has you for a reason. I'm also not going to denigrate it either. Um, but man, I'm telling you, she brings up a great point here. Uh, this time is the most satanic we have ever witnessed, and it has only just begun. So many things we have done so many things we have all done for the last time in this world uh yeah there's a lot of things you've probably done for your last time you know like vacations maybe uh i haven't taken one of those in years though really anything of substance i i can't hardly leave the house i'm so buried with this ministry and i'm not complaining i'm just saying i'm, I'm kind of stating facts i'm not saying having any like one or maybe at max two day excursions here and there maybe in the last four or five years maybe that's about it you know I'm trying to prioritize the ministry, you know. Um, the, the This time, so many things we've done for the last time in this world. I appreciate your righteous wrath. It is just as it should be. Do not apologize. How can you not be full of wrath against this sick, sick, perverse world? And I got a lot of emails this last week just like that, telling me that listener that said she can't handle the screaming or whatever, that, you know, she needs, she's way off base, according to them. Okay, because they, I, you know, I think most of my listeners can understand if I get angry about stuff. I mean, there's only like 9,000 things to get angry about now and have righteous indignation toward. Especially when you see the, the mainstream 501c3 church that should be leading the church, that has the numbers, 
and and should be on top of this and fighting the satanic agenda no 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 they're going along with every single bit of it and telling their congregations to take the kill shot to get your test and to do whatever the government tells you to do they're helping satan they're not hindering him they're in lockstep with that four with, with that hooved beast satan they're in lockstep they're linking arms with Satan and his demons and devils and false and false uh, fallen angels, leading their congregation straight into hellfire. Because how can I possibly think that their congregations are saved if they're totally deluded and deceived about this issue? I'm not saying they're all unsaved, but man, it does not bode well if you are this deceived about this 900 pound gorilla in the room when god says in second thessalonians chapter 2 that for this cause god shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness when you when you come into agreement with your pastor and you say yeah the vaccines are of god and they're a gift from god like that one little baptist weasel said last week and and the tests are different and thank god for trump's miracle christmas gift to us you're taking pleasure in unrighteousness you are so how can i possibly think somebody with that mindset is saved i don't know i hope i'm wrong i really do but i'm just trying to wrap my head around that and to think that if they're that deceived about that issue how many more issues are they just totally deluded about they're calling evil good and good evil and Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. The Bible says that. I, I, great. I'm not saying this because I think I'm the only one going to heaven or that I've got everything figured out or I'm whatever. I don't think that. No, 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 no. I am not of that mindset at all. Okay. Um, if I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. I'd be the first to admit it. I'm just stating facts. It's just scary to see the mindset of people, especially those that call themselves Christian. Now, I understand a lot of people have woken up, thank God. Um, and I, I pray to God that continues to happen in, in just mass, mass. And again, if it did happen in mass and they lost control of this narrative, would it be what we talked about earlier? Where, oh, the COVID-19, COVID-21 is in there fighting, but he's losing, he's losing all of a sudden. He's losing. Oh, go back to the corner and tag team with Mr. Alien Invasion. Fake Alien Agenda Invasion. He's going to come in and work on you. That'll get your attention. Because the, the church is, is unequally equipped to deal with either one of those. The preachers haven't educated their, their congregants about either one of those things. They've avoided them both. Like the, in COVID, With COVID, they're totally in lockstep with the government. And with the other, they've never even mentioned it probably or, or just said, oh, okay, that's, that's, we're not going to talk about that. That's just ridiculous to even think about talking about the whole alien agenda thing. Either way, they've totally unequipped their, their parishioners, their flock for dealing with either issue. I don't know. We'll see. Next report. Trump and Satan are not happy about the current vaccine kill shot speed rate. Trump blames the states amid claims it could take 10 years to vaccinate the U.S. at the current pace. Operation Warp Speed is not going fast enough. 
The immunization program led by Pence, Mike Pence, is supposed to make sure that 80% of the 330 million Americans get vaccinated by late June. 80%. I think they're out of their minds, but I pray to God that, you know, they're not even remotely, remotely close to doing this. A necessity for success that is more than 3 million people getting vaccinated every single day in order to make that happen. NBC News writes, at the time, this is not happening though. So far, only 2 million shots have been given out out of 11.5 million doses delivered. Mr. Trump tweeted on Wednesday morning, this is how evil Trump is, quote, the federal government has distributed the vaccines to the states. And Mike, Mike Adams would just say like he did today in one of his reports, oh, Trump, his heart is in the right place. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what the Bible says about the heart, Mike. And who are you to say you know Trump's heart? He's a devil. His, his fruits have proven that he is a devil. Had somebody email me this week about, you need to take it easy on all, the, all your Trump supporters. I'm like, okay, refute this 100-page document I've got on Trump about his child molesting exploits and all the other stuff he's done. Now he's involved in the cabal and yoked up with the Rothschilds and was best buddies with Jeffrey Epstein at Mar-a-Lago where they used to sex traffic the, the, the girls that they would bring into Mar-a-Lago into Epstein's mansion. I'm not supposed to say anything about that though. All the ways he sold us out in the last four years. You just heard one of his quotes earlier, take the guns first and whatever later. Do, basically do away with the second amendment and the constitution. Oh, I'm not supposed to say anything about that. I need to take it easy on all my Trump supporters. I'm not gonna take it easy on anybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out the truth. I'm not gonna tiptoe around anything. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm like infallible or anything, but I think what I'm talking about is pretty much, I've confirmed it over and over and over again. A hundred different ways to Sunday. And while I'm not trying to drive people away, I'm not going to sugarcoat it either. We've had enough sugarcoating of garbage. The reason, because the, the preachers have not done their job in, in the world in general and in America is a big reason why we're in the shape that we're in because they have sugarcoated stuff and flat out lied about issue after issue after issue, which are so clear and easy to expose, but they don't want to do it. They might lose congregations. They might violate their little government charter, their 501c3 thing. They might lose subsidies from the government. They might be labeled by their other pastors. Well, the fear of man bringeth a snare. Fear of man bringeth a snare. A snare's a trap, you know? We're not supposed to worry about those types of things. We're not supposed to worry about that. It's supposed to be the least of our worries. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. We've got a lot of people in ministry that look up to these devil preachers that are, that are living in their big mansions that think and equating that with Christianity. When the only reason they're there is because they sold out and they're lukewarm and they're serving Satan. And a lot of them are literal Luciferians and Satanists. Put there by design on purpose to get the maximum number of people into hellfire. So Trump tweeted on Wednesday morning, the federal government has distributed the vaccines to the states. Now it is up to the states to administer. Get moving with an exclamation point. You fork-tongued devil. 
you devil. On Tuesday night, Mr. Trump tweeted then, we will not only develop the vaccines, we have not only developed the vaccines, including putting up money to move the process along quickly, but gotten them to the states. So I'm telling you, man, he is. I, there is nobody in government that is pushing harder to get that kill shot into you. Nobody than Trump. But we'll give him a free pass. Like Jones does, like Dave Hodges does, like Mike Adams does. So many other people in ministry. We won't talk about that. We'll talk about how wicked and evil the vaccines are. That's easy to prove. But we'll act like Trump has nothing to do with it when he's literally the main one on the spear tip bringing this in. The administration is well behind its goal of vaccinating 20 million people before the new year. Yeah, thank God. The goal was revised down from 100 million. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Only 2.8 million Americans have received the COVID vaccine so far. Trump far short of the administration's goal to reach 20 million by year's end. Praise God. This is an answer to prayer, guys. As COVID vaccines come online, fewer Americans want to take them. New polls show most Europeans, including hospital staff, refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Yet, they're doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on shoving this devil kill shot down our throats, as I've already proved in today's teaching. Something's got to give. This next report, why people may start dying a few months after the messenger RNA vaccine. And again, they're already going to probably have their second shot by the time a few months comes around. They want to give it within the first month, which is typically what they like to do. Now, granted, I'm not saying that's the case. They may not have that second vaccine available. But I know when they first came out, they wanted to give the, the first two shots within about a month apart. Now, maybe it depends on the vaccine or whatever. But... Let's just play this video. I've had a lot of people email me this video this week as well. And this is also, almost everything I'm playing you now is on BitChute or some other, it's not on YouTube anymore because anything that you want to, you know, YouTube is just a joke. It's just a big brother extension of Satan. So this is a paper um, from I think 2012 in uh, PLOS One and it's immunization with SARS coronavirus vaccine leads to pulmonary immunopathology unchallenging with the SARS virus. So the issue when you inject messenger RNA will say if it had a protein from the virus like the spike protein, this plus positive RNA can go into our cells. The spike protein from the virus is expressed in our cells and may be exposed to the immune system when those cells die and the body starts mounting an immune response, including an antibody response. But then, so say if that happens in December and people would start doing that straight away. So within two or three weeks, that process would start. But if in February, March, April, another coronavirus is circulating naturally in 2021, that would be like a challenge with the natural, uh, you know, the SARS is one of the natural coronaviruses, or it could even be the common cold. That what happened in this study is that the animal models after being challenged got very sick and that some of them died. So that it says the last line of the abstract said, caution in proceeding to the application of a SARS-CoV vaccine. Now she's got this, this official study and the abstract from straight from the government, ncbi.l.nihgov.gov. It's on the screen as she's talking. 
in humans is indicated. And so the name for this thing is antibody de uh, dependent response or cytokine storm or immunopriming or immune superpriming. You know, so this is why there has been no vaccine for decades licensed for coronavirus is because you get this issue that the messenger RNA starts expressing the virus. And then when it comes across the natural circulate, it's expressing the virus. And this is where we get into the viral shedding of the very thing that's being replicated in your body because your body's acting like an incubation chamber now. Virus could be a month or a year or two years down the road. But then the people get very, very ill very quickly with this uh, cytokine storm. Mm. And they also saw this in a respiratory vaccine, RSV. If you see it in the middle of the screen here, sorry, that's given it a children. But if you look at halfway down the paragraph, most of the children who were giving this RSV vaccine, which had the same issue, most of the children experienced severe disease with infection that led to a high frequency of hospitalizations and two children out of 35 died. And the conclusion from this was that the disease was enhanced by the prior vaccination. So what people need to know is that with these RNA vaccines is that after you're vaccinated for the rest of your life, you will have much higher death as in the children in this study because you were vaccinated. And why I came out with this in May 2020 is that we, the people may not make the connection. And what we do not want is that if there is significant deaths, we'll say in February, March, April next right, year, right. that that is called COVID-19 or COVID-21, exactly. that we will have to monitor if the people who are dying and there is predictions, that's why they are... Guaranteed they will try to cover that totally up. The percentage of people that are going to start dropping dead of vaccinated, because that's probably going to be the main ones dropping dead. Now, again, they don't want you dropping dead when you walk out of Walgreens. Okay, they want it to at least be a little bit down the road. And to me, even two to three months would be a little much. I mean, because people, family members are going to start doing the math on that. They're like, hold on, I wasn't vaccinated and they were, and now they're dead two months later. What, what's going on here? Um, again, it's going to be word of mouth on that. And um, But I'm telling you, these are, these are kill shots. They're going to kill you. Having the tender for large amounts of adverse events from the vaccine is that if there is increased deaths, it is well known, and we don't want those deaths to be called COVID-19 or COVID-21. They are this issue about vaccine making people more sick and have a higher chance of death, not because of a circulating virus, but because of the vaccination weeks or months ahead. Yes. That's all. Thank you very much. Dolores, can you just explain um, a bit more uh, what exactly is the cytokine storm? Just so people understand. The cytokine storm is that, um, so this is well known in many of the vaccinations. So I will just give you, these are slides that I prepared for the interviews I did in May. The cytokine storm is that when you put RNA uh, genes, you know, mRNA or um, vaccine injected into your body, you bypass all of the natural immune response, which would build up an immune response right. to prevent the vaccine actually entering your body. Yes. Okay. So that suddenly the mRNA from the, the virus gets into your body and it uses 
the human machinery in the cells to express the human proteins so that suddenly the virus has been injected into your body and then your immune system sees the virus in your body as something that should not be there right and it mounts an immune response yeah but the shocking thing is which is a big reason why there's so many autoimmune diseases now that barely existed before the modern day advent of vaccines because you're bypassing all the normal routes where you would normally be exposed to something and all of a sudden it just shows up in the body via the vaccine and you have all these autoimmune reactions there where the body starts fighting itself because it doesn't really know what's it's trying to figure out what's going on to a certain extent it starts attacking itself that's what an autoimmune disease does that normally you're immune you can get rid of the virus particles you know or you can do it's a slow thing but when you inject it this mrna why it's so deadly is that it now has this goes into your genes and starts expressing and it starts stimulating the immune response from inside your body and it literally you can't get rid of it because the source of the viral protein you now become like a genetically modified organism exactly and your body is expressing the virus protein and so you're you slowly your immune system starts to try and get rid of it but you're amounting this super you know beautiful well exquisite antibodies to get rid of it but you never can because it's now part of who you are exactly it's, integrated. it's rewriting your genetic code it i read you their own research where it says that our dna will be at the mercy of this gmo frankenstein messenger rna and it'll be at the mercy of it and it will rewrite your dna and it's not going to happen like all in like one day but i think this is why she's saying two to three months then you might really start seeing the the effects of this thing. Um, again, the main I, I'd be surprised if, and I, I pray to God it doesn't happen. But you know, they hit that internet kill switch where they can totally control the narrative because, but they would probably know this is coming. Is what I'm trying to tell you. They would know the tsunami of people that would be out there begging other people not to get the vaccine once they realized how horrific the vaccine was two to three months down the road. If that's the way this works out. And I can't, can't guarantee that, but if it is true, then they would want to be able to totally control the narrative and not, have, or just, you know, just shut down the internet. And I hope that doesn't happen. I pray it doesn't, but I could, I could see that being a major thing for them to think about. And we now, the people getting this will become a genetically modified organism that will be making a virus protein as well as uh, their own human ones. So then when you naturally come across with, say, the coronavirus naturally or the RSV, as these children did, the virus you breathe it in and it goes on to your, you know, your mucosal system and your bronchi. And then normally you would just get rid of those virus particles. You'd mount an immune response. But what it does is because that one or two viruses as you breathe in, will suddenly trigger an antibody response, which normally happens over two weeks. But then suddenly the antibody response will now activate and realize, oh my God, this viral protein is in every cell of my body. So then the antibodies start attacking your cells and your organs. And so what I've been saying since May oh. is what people will die is they will go into like septic shock, you know, and then they will go into organ failure. She, just so you know, this is Professor Del Dolores Cahill, molecular biologist and immunologist in Ireland. 
So let me just uh, let me just back that up because this is the most important part of the thing. And so what I've been saying since May is what people will die is they will go into like septic shock, you know, and then they will go into organ failure within three, four or five days and they will die if they don't get vitamin C potentially within, you know, seven to 10 days. And so what I've been saying and because these viruses deplete all your C, all your zinc, all your selenium. And, they, and the D3 is another thing that you're going to need to ideally have to mount an attack on this. Now, I'm not saying this because I want everybody to get the vac. I don't want anybody to get that kill shot. But I'm saying if you're around somebody that's viral shedding this thing, although you're going to be in an infinitely better position than if you had had the vaccine, you still may be susceptible to this Franken virus that they're shedding on you, particularly if your own immune system's not up to snuff. And that's why I've always been a big thing. Support your own immune system with the things that God has shown us. Strengthen it, okay? You know, good form vitamin C, the zinc, the selenium, the D3, the calcium, which feeds the white blood cells. And then the colloidal silver, the Invive, is like if you're really trying to fight something off. Or you can do that a little bit on a daily basis, but it's so expensive. I, 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 try, to, I try to have that one as like more my, my last backup for people to do. You know, because it's so it's just so expensive compared to the other things that I just mentioned. Now, again, I have that COVID protocol. And you know what? I'm probably just going to post that in this PDF. I haven't posted it in months. I'm going to repost it, the updated protocol with the products I'm recommending. So you can look at that and have that. And you don't even have to email me. I'm just going to repost it here. And so it'll be part of the PDF. The PDF is going to be gigantic for this study. But it'll be at the very end of it, Okay helping people get autopsies around the world is that we can distinguish in an autopsy the difference. So on the 19th of March, 2020, the Public Health England declared that the coronavirus or the causative agent of COVID-19 was not highly infectious. And that was reported and is still there on the government website. So that means there is no reason for autopsies not to be carried out. And so in an autopsy, you can distinguish if you breathe in a virus and you die, um, if the virus is a causative agent of COVID-19, a pathologist can easily see the inflammation is in your lungs and your bronchi. But if it was uh, to do with an adverse event from a reaction, all of your lungs will equally be inflamed. So a pathologist can take material from the whole lungs and distinguish with, say, an adverse reaction from the influenza vaccine made on dog tissue with corona, right? So you can look at the adverse reaction from that. But if we now have deaths from an adverse reaction due to cytokine storm, is that people will have organ failure and kidney failure, so that autopsies will have to be done on everybody who starts to die, uh, you know, which have been vaccinated in February, March and April, because we can clearly distinguish between the cytokine storm reaction where the immune system starts. So we're, just goes on a little bit more, but we're, you know, we're not too far off now. The vaccines have been initiated. I don't know if her time frame is going to be right. I, I hope it's not. But this is something that can definitely happen. And, and I mean, we're talking a molecular biologist, a professor and molecular biologist telling you this, how these messenger RNA vaccines that have never, ever been brought successfully in a human trial because they're so unstable and they're so dangerous and they're so unstable, they got to be stored at like, you know, 80 below zero. They want that instability they want the that vaccine to start breaking down in your veins in your body as opposed to it breaking down in the vaccine vial 
That's why they got to store it so so cold, at least in part. And I think the nanotech is is um, dependent upon that as well. Now I list here the vitamin C's that I do carry. Whether you get them for me or, or somewhere else, that's fine. But these are the ones I carry. And I say if you're sick, I recommend that every adult take 6 to 12 grams of C per day. You can go double that, though, if you feel you're bad. You're really, really bad. Now, if you're going to 24, you're going to have diarrhea, okay? Whether it's food-grade vitamin C or not, you're going to have diarrhea at that dosage level. Um, I've taken 30 in some day. I haven't had to do that in a long time. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, protocol I'm taking is, you know, I'm doing some zinc pretty much every day, a little bit of selenium. Uh, for me, vitamin C is the biggest thing. That's for me. But not everybody's the same. Some people, like like Taylor, she, she doesn't feel a big effect off C, but she does a lot of citrus. Then again, I do too, but I she probably does a little bit more than me. Um, D3, actually, I have found that D3 for me, for some reason... Um, as of recently is having a big effect on me and before I really didn't feel that as much but now I feel like I've probably been doing about 10,000 international units of d3 with the, with the k1 and the k2 um, every day and I mean I my immune system hasn't felt this good in years I mean years and I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to whatever I'm just telling you for me that's been a gigantic thing um and i do the silver i do like just say a few droppers full maybe every other day to keep candida loads down i find i have better energy when i do that most people are loaded with candida and if you've battled it earlier in life you're gonna battle it probably till the day you die unless you go on a zero carb diet or a very low carb diet okay because that's what feeds candida carbs and alcohol those are the two things i don't drink at all okay and but you know i'm not saying i'm on a zero carb diet when i've tried to do that for me i feel terrible i feel horrible zero carb or atkins diets aren't for everybody and, and taylor just asked me she said could you give me a synopsis because she missed some of it and i told her what the the professor just said i kind of in a nutshell and she says well what would you do for that and i'm like uh, uh silver um strengthening your own immune system is just going to strengthen the autoimmune response in that case i don't know if there's anything you could do silver acts as a secondary immune system in the body it doesn't necessarily ramp up your immune system and feed it like vitamin c calcium vitamin d3 zinc and selenium do silver acts differently it acts like a second immune system in the body when you take it that's not dependent upon your first that's why i don't like to rely on it because i would rather you have a very strong primary immune system and that you don't need the silver that much as a result of it now again if you're going to use it to keep candida levels down in the bloodstream which everybody's got guys i used to do live blood cell analysis when i first became a chiropractor where i would take a drop of a person's blood and i would put it under the microscope and look at it live in real time and have a screen and show the patient and you can see all the little things floating around, the, the red blood cells. The biggest thing you, you saw typically, the two biggest things you saw were what they call role formation of the red blood cells, which all the red blood cells were clumped together because they weren't getting enough exercise, typically. And then the second thing you would always saw is all these 
flocculations of candida colonies in the bloodstream. It was almost every single person I checked was loaded with candida, loaded with it. It was in their bloodstream and it was eating and it was dependent upon eating the carbs. And if they were consuming alcohol, those are the two biggest things that would feed the candida and it would drive you to eat the wrong foods big time. And it would also chew up a lot of your energy and make you feel horrible. Okay, so the silver is the best thing I know for knocking that down. But what you got to do in addition to it is take a good refrigerated floor product separately from the silver in order to... Um, now, grapefruit seed extract is good. Paul D'Arco is good for Candida. It's not, it's not like there's not other good things that are for it. I just feel like the silver is the most effective thing that I've seen. Now, I list the vitamin C's that I have here you know, the prices and stuff like that. I'm not going to say anything more, but I've got them in gummy form. I've got them in chewable form. I've got them in uh, powder form. Uh, actually, do I have one in chewable? No, I don't think I do. I got two in powder and one in tablet, another in tablet. Um, I would say probably the best overall value of the ones I'm carrying is called BioC, BioC Plus. 1000 bibiotics it's in a food base and it's the one i take personally or i have taken i'm kind of alternating between that and another one i have right now but um that's the ones i have okay but supply chains are starting to break down like the one i have listed here douglas labs ester c i haven't been able to get that in months i just still have some left over i it's, it's a really good one but i just i don't know if i'll ever be able to get it again I'm assuming a lot of these things, just like the one lady said, well, we've we've done a lot of the things that we'll never be able to do again on planet Earth. And I'm just assuming that about a lot of these products. I won't ever be able to get them again. I don't know how long I'll have access to this. But let me tell you, if they're even remotely accurate with that agenda I read you at the end of part two on their timeline for COVID-21, well, I hope they're not, but I don't know how much longer we'll have access. Anyway... If you want to know more about it, email me through the contact page or I give you my email address here. Now, um, I'm going to end part three here and I am going to go to part four because I really want to get this extra information. So God bless you and we will see you in part four.